I'm Emperor Palpatine. Yes, good. From a neighborhood on the outskirts of Baltimore City, USA. This is for your infotainment. And to complicate matters further, here's our host, John Walker. You having fun there, Palpatine? Yeah. It was a pretty good job of introing the show. Thanks. Ooh, Thanks thank for popping you. in. Yes. As for the rest of you folks, welcome to Star Wars Support Group. It's a spinoff podcast from my old show, For Your Infotasement. We did an episode back in August of 2015 called My Star Wars Problem. And that was me kind of reckoning with my lifelong fandom of Star Wars Mainly the movies for me, but I also was a fan of the comics and uh, the lunchboxes and the action figures and all that stuff when I was growing up. And it's something I'm always kind of interested in, even if I'm not that happy with the content I'm getting. I'm sort of interested in whatever comes next. That was recorded back in 2015 when the uh, sale of Lucasfilm to Disney um, by George Lucas was just about to bear its first fruit, the film the force awakens episode seven i mean now that seems like ancient history but we've had a whole trilogy of star wars movies since then and a couple of side uh stories uh and then we've also had a little bit of television and more comic books and probably more lunch boxes i don't know now if you want to hear that old episode my star wars problem uh from five years ago it will be in this feed the fyiz podcast feed right before this episode so i will have put it in as the episode you will see previous to this one if you look at the feed so like I said, welcome to Star Wars Support Group. I think it's time to introduce ourselves. I'm John Walker. The first Star Wars film I saw was Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. They just called it Star Wars back then though. And I'm pretty sure I saw it in 1978 when I was five. It was definitely in the theater. So either it was back in theaters from 1977 or possibly held over. I know it was a record-breaking movie and it might have been held over so long that it went into the next year. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I was five and it was 1978. I'm Jonathan Eaton and the first Star Wars movie I saw was probably, I think, exactly the same. I was, I don't know how old I was because uh, Star Wars has just been a th- with me my whole life. Um, but I feel like when I saw Star Wars, it was also called Star Wars, not A New Hope. Right. Like, I don't think that they had added episode four yet i'm pretty sure we had like um like a vhs that we had taped off of hbo like mm-hmm. way back in the day um because i i remember it being like a hundred dollars to buy the movie it was also the biggest deal in the world when that movie played on hbo yes because it was around the time when people did have vcrs and i remember i remember how exciting it was to be like you can tape star wars off television and then watch it whenever you want with no commercials and we did and we ruined the tape but I, yeah that's my that's my story <laughs> I'm Becca Eaton, and the first Star Wars movie I saw was... Ooh, I had my answer, and then I realized I was wrong about it. <gasps> the first Star Wars movie I saw was Phantom Menace. Holy shit. And I was however old I was when that movie came out. That was 99. 99, yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> we were a little too quick with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, push glasses up nose. So, I believe that was 1999. I was... <laughs> I just took my glasses <laughs> off to, to even this out a little bit. <laughs> I was 14? Um, that sounds right. 13? I might I have been 13. I was 
a freshman in high school when that came out. I was 12 or 13. I'm sorry. I halted everything. I thought the first one I saw was A New Hope, but then I remembered I didn't see that until after some of the new ones. Yeah. And I saw that when I was 16, which I remember. So did you then see Attack of the Clones before you saw A New Hope? When did Attack of the Clones come out? Was I 16 yet? 2002. Attack of the Clones came out May 2002. I remember because it came out the day of my final exams of senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And we Mm. saw it the night before at midnight. So me and a bunch of friends. What month did it come out? May. May? Okay. May 2002. I saw... All three prequels before I saw. Gross! Even Revenge of the Sith? Oh, wait. Oh, that wasn't the last one? No, Attack of the Clones no. was the second one. Okay, then I saw Attack of the Clones. Okay. Because Still I was gross. 16 that year. Okay. Still gross. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. No, My I parents mean, never watched them, I, and yeah, I didn't have apologize. older brothers. George Lucas should apologize. <laughs> so the first Star Wars you saw, though, was Logo Comes Up. Yes. It says, well, first, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yes. Then the Logo. And then you saw episode one, mm-hmm. The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And then you read the word, turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. Do you have all the opening crawls? Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the yeah. greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates. Boy, they make it sound so wow. yes. they and really my 13-year-old self debate. was like, ooh, I can't wait to hear about this. I don't know why this people hated it. alarming chain of they, events. They really teed up that it was endless. <laughs> and it's in dispute. It's not even, it doesn't even sound that exciting. The Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, the Guardians of Peace and Justice in the galaxy, to settle the conflict. And then it's something I noticed when I was transcribing these crawls for this conversation. <laughs> it's dot, 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 dot. There's four, four dots? There's four dots. That's not an ellipsis. That's a typographical error <laughs> Ugh. in some of the most famous like typesetting that's dot, ever dot, existed. Is it dot, 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 period? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> what is dot, 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 period? That conveys like... Dot, dot, dot. I'm not done. End. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> So, so, anyway. so, yeah, you saw Phantom Menace and you were like, man, people like these. I was like, or you might have you liked and it. McGregor's I mean, cute. Yeah. I don't remember which of the movies it was or if it was a couple of them, but I remember spending a lot of time in the movie theater lobby mm-hmm. playing the arcade games and like just going back fun. and forth into the movie like I was at a party just walking from room to room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's that. That was probably... Because it got boring as well, hell. I was going to say, that's probably like Attack of the Clones. I feel Attack like I was a little is, bit older. Is very boring. And I like, and also, though, like I I did not hate those movies when they came out. I, I tricked myself into thinking that they were good. Like Phantom Menace, I tricked myself into thinking was amazing. And then Attack of the Clones, when it came out, we all said it was amazing. We saw it again the next day. That was what I was getting at before. Was we saw it at midnight. And that's like a... I don't know. It feels like a five-hour-long movie. But we saw it at midnight. Did and you then... have to stand in a line? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had to stand in line. Yeah, it was 2002. Stood in line for forever. Saw it at midnight. Got a couple hours of sleep. Woke up. Went to school. Did all of our final exams for senior year of high school. <laughs> st- finished. Went back to the movie theater because we had tickets to see it again. Went back to the movie theater. I got a bunch of Chick-fil-A. Put it in my backpack. Snuck into the theater with it was very hungry, tried to eat it before the movie started. Someone came in, made me throw all of my Chick-fil-A away. You have to wait until the lights go down. Yeah, I know. And then uh, and then we watched the movie, and it was during the second viewing of Attack of the Clones, the day it came out, 
there, during the middle of the movie, I started falling asleep. <laughs> and I was like, I think this might not be good. Right. I, I had the sinking feeling like, the second is... Jar Jar appeared on oh, screen. Yeah. And then I sort of was like, well, yeah, maybe Jar Jar, I can just sort of filter him out. And then Jake Lloyd appeared on screen. And Wizard! That, yeah, I do think we can give the prequel trilogy credit for being an idea. George Lucas had an idea, and he had an arc, yeah. and he had an outline, yeah. and he had a certain amount of control, and he really oh, was yeah. trying to push all this technology. Control. That's the problem. I, 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 well, right. But I mean, like, we've, we, we've all heard this. We don't necessarily need to relitigate yeah, what we went wrong with the this. prequels, because yeah. we all it's sort of agree that it was the rare case of almost like the auteur had too much leeway. Yeah. Um, and then you hear stories about how... The, when you have no constraints, and you're allowed to do what you want to do, and you right. realize, like, oh, there, you, should, you should have some some oversight like the people that were supposedly around george Input, lucas during the yeah. making of the original trilogy which we now have to call the original trilogy so let's say it's prequel trilogy original trilogy and sequel trilogy, sequel trilogy yeah um, i realize is what people call it now yeah. what i i remembered just that sinking feeling of like this kind of feels like star wars oh this isn't as good as it should be and then this is kind of like star wars and uh, just a queasy mix when i was watching the phantom menace i think we all tried to tell ourselves that attack of the clones was an improvement because it didn't feature Jar Jar so heavily. It didn't have Jake Lloyd. But Hayden Christensen, who's not a bad actor, was not given much to do. And you still have these charming actors. You were saying mm. Ewan was was sort of a draw. But like, I mean, how sad is it to Portman, see him stranded had, in these movies like yeah. against a green screen, not knowing what he's supposed to do? Samuel L. Jackson, yeah, was, yeah. one yeah. of the most Samuel charismatic Jackson actors of all time. the flattest performance yeah. I've ever seen him give. Like, put Samuel L. Jackson from like Django Unchained up against him as Mace yeah. Windu, and you're like, how the fuck are you the same actor? And it's like, Yoda's back, but he's an asshole. <laughs> oh, also yeah. that! That blows no, my mind. No, I don't even remember that. That blows my mind, because we were just... Um, he was always kind of an asshole. But he's like a, a he's a, like a dour. He's like a stuck-up prick in these movies. Uh, he's, he's like, like a dour, serious. Like he's a general and he's a Jedi and yeah. he's like really bummed about everything. And then I watch Empire Strikes Back. I'm like, he's a lunatic. Yeah. Like when I met Yoda, he's just like this little like like <laughs> like smacking all this shit yeah. that Luke has and like being an asshole, but like a fun, weird, little wacky crazy alien asshole mm -hmm. like so to see him in his prime as a jedi i thought he would bring some levity but he's just sitting there like hey he flips around at some point he, he does yeah he does flip around a bunch but he's still like being a he's still a dour flippy aroundy guy and they don't want to be heroes in in the first movie like the whole thing of them they don't want to do anything they the whole padre sequence which people point to as one of the best sequences of that movie is based around the idea that the heroes of this movie we, we've been waiting to see Jedi in action. Yeah. But they're not like swashbuckling, like space heroes. Yeah. They are stuck up like they're knights. Like, they're like knights kind of Templar or something like that who have all these rules, but they're there. They need to get a part to fix their ship. So, what better to do than to enter a race so that if you win the race, you can get the part you need to fix your ship? When you when you have a slave owner, who, yes, who has yeah. the part you need, you could just also free the slaves, kill the slave owner. Take the part, fix the ship, be heroes, and That's get out of there. That's the subplot of the taxation yes. plot. These are not heroic characters. The main plot of Phantom Menace is about like a tax, like a tax, oh, boy. tax dispute, yeah. and a blockade, mm -hmm. and, a, and, a, and an invasion. I still think that stuff could have been cool. <laughs> like, it could have been cool to get into... Like, he made every 
decision wrong. Right, but it, it could have been cool to get into that stuff in Star Wars. It could have been that we came out of that yeah. movie going, all that Senate stuff was cool, and it was interesting seeing these new villains, the Trade Federation, but instead there was no real sense. Well, yeah, super the racist. juxtaposition yeah. Oh, of that oh, needed boy. to be like <laughs> the rebels going against yeah. the government, yes. but they didn't have that yeah. so from they, what I yeah. remember, which is not much. So, Jonathan, do you mind reading The Crawl to Attack of the Clones? Since oh, we're kind of lumping these movies in together. Oh, there it is, yeah. the second one. And right I also, okay, so I'll read this and then I'll, I'll tell you what I was going to say about the prequels. Okay, is this the Wait, second Wait, I have one? a question. Yes. I saw that um, Rise of Skywalker is the second movie to use an exclamation point in The Crawl. What was the other one? I think oh. we're going to get to it. Oh, is it one of the. I think it's the third oh, I think one. It's the prequels? Right? Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, I, I remembered before I even read it. See, I remembered seeing the exclamation point in the crawl and I was like that seems strange but mm-hmm. I didn't remember how many were in other ones yeah if I can but I apparently s- only one spoil it the... no okay alright stay in your lane <laughs> okay here's the okay how I'm gonna read the um, opening crawl to attack of the episode 2 attack of the clones there is unrest in the galactic senate Thou- several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the republic this separatist movement under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and order in the galaxy. He's made it difficult. Made this it is like make, things being in dispute it before. It's like, yeah. this these aren't exciting action words. He's yeah. really made it difficult for us. Senator Amidala, and this is interesting. So were there no capitalizations in the Phantom Menace crawl? Um, I don't know. I think some of these where I copied and pasted them had the capitalizations intact okay. and some of them did not. Because I enjoy the capitalization. I do too, because it always seems like you're shouting that name like, Count Dooku! Yeah. <laughs> like in the new one, it's like, General Leia Organa! <laughs> <laughs> um... Senator Amidala, the former Queen of Naboo, is returning to the Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue of creating an army Army of the the Republic Republic. to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. Cool. That sounds a bit more exciting, at least. I guess, like... I stopped paying attention while you were talking. It does sound more exciting, And I was just thinking about how I like that they kept up the tradition of making everyone a general out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, like... Just like, hey, general, hey, general. But they did that in the first movies, too. They did, yeah. When we were watching them semi-recently, I was like, wait, they're all generals? Yeah, yeah, like Lando shows up for five seconds. They're like, you're a general. Yeah. A well, I think Han Solo gets out of carbonite freezing and shows up at that meeting, like before they, they hatch the plan, the end of the plan. General. They're yeah. like General Solo. Yeah. yeah. It's like you've been awake for like a day. They have one rank. <laughs> yeah. um, no, Admiral. There's You can be either Admiral uh, or you can be General. Yeah. Do we do we know any and others? Generals still like fight in the dog. Yeah, fight. there's like no yeah. lieutenants. There's no, I guess there's maybe captains. I don't know. Yeah, Captain. What is Poe before there he gets captains. Uh, I think I think Wedge was a captain, right? Wasn't he like Captain Antilles? That could be. Oh. That sounds familiar. Is that, that from some right. Is that from some book or is that from one of these movies? No, because, okay. from a, no I'm not uh, I'm not teasing uh, you, yeah, but yeah. I just mean for me I realized as I started figuring out what I wanted to do in this episode, there's so much Star Wars chatter out there. And to me so much of it is so toxic that even a podcast I like if they talk about movies when they get to a Star Wars episode, I sometimes I'm like I don't know that I want to listen to a bunch of film critics dither and dather about... Mm. D- you can dather. That's a new word. <laughs> dither and dather about Star Wars. There's so much talk about it that I like to nitpick this stuff, but it needs to be a support group. Because yeah, it needs to like be like, a safe space. We yeah. all love it. We're all going to see the next one when it comes out. Yeah. We're going to watch the show when the, whenever uh, something comes out. But that doesn't mean that you're consuming every little thing or that you're one of these fans that uh, has all these requirements of what the new thing is supposed yeah, to be I'm, or is sitting there judging it as you go, going, I don't like that they did that and kind of weighing it. I feel like I'm sort of in the bag, but I'm admitting... I, I feel like I've got that built in with things that I already like, but I also am such a critical person that I can be very honest with myself if it's like the critical
critical balance goes off of I'm willing to let a lot of things slide. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it reaches a point where I'm like, no, this is dumb. Well, that's how yeah. I feel about stuff, which yeah. is why that's how I feel about stuff. And I think you feel the same way, which is why, like, with the new Star Wars movies, I'm just like, no, they're good. Like, yeah. if they were bad, I would know that they're bad. Yeah. It's we've like against all odds, they're good. You know? Yeah. We've seen plenty of things that we've gone into it and I've thought, like, oh, I'm going to love this. Yeah. Like, ready or not. Yeah. We saw that and I was like, oh, this is like right up my alley yeah. it's you know kind of clue and kind of like game night and it seemed like what was a little that bit like movie? your next yeah like your next it yeah. looked like a bunch of movies i like wrapped into one and then we watched it and i was like it's it was okay. it's okay yeah which i know that's kind of a really annoying assessment of a film but i was i really expected I like a lot than okay yeah. yeah like this is gonna be my new favorite movie and i was yeah. like "Ooh, it's not yeah it's not that good and we started watching men in black international recently and turned it off after it wasn't minutes. too long it's bad like yeah. it's very bad and it's not because i read anything about it it's just because like i mean i read that it was bad but i went in <laughs> but still like but i went in thinking like i love it what people think i don't like, read reviews what gets me about genre stuff and it's true when people review uh when serious critics review like marvel movies and star wars movies yeah. they always like to act like these movies are incomprehensible yeah when if you pay attention right? to every line and notice every if little you watch thing the fucking movie. and it doesn't mean that maybe you shouldn't have to watch a movie two or three times to get it i could make that argument that like if you're watching a movie the second time and going nope it's there yeah maybe that could have been better like you could argue that this could be clearer but to sit there and say this is stupid because it doesn't make sense when in fact you didn't it's just a get detail it. you missed right star wars had a lot of goodwill towards it when it came back and it seems like it slowly leaked off over the course of the new movies mm-hmm. and i don't quite get why because i don't think they've been bad i think maybe people aren't ready to accept that much star wars in their lives but what's worst is that even in the fandom there's not like a consensus that like we're enjoying these movies there's people that like the rise of skywalker but if you dig a little deeper they hated the last jedi well, and that's, yeah, exactly. that's why they like this and vice versa it's, and you can't you can't like both you can't have liked last jedi and rise of skywalker you had to hate one of the one right. of them becca why don't you read the uh sure. the crawl for revenge of the sith it's the third one on the page okay. there war there's your exclamation point <laughs> i feel like what i didn't it do it justice for? well maybe do it again war <laughs> no, i don't like that one either but we'll move on <laughs> The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. I can't remember what he looks like. Christopher Lee. Okay. Does he just look like Christopher Lee? He looks like, does he he look looks like, like an a, alien? Yeah, he looks okay. like Dracula. Okay. He's an old man. Okay. Picture Christopher Lee as Dracula, and that's him. Okay. Put a beard on him. <laughs> and cut his head off. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Give him lightning hands. <laughs> there are heroes on both sides. Ooh. I know. I know. Oh, Ooh, no, I don't like that really? at all. It says that? In 2005, okay, that had a different meaning, oh, though. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous... Is he the one that looks like a robot spider? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Has <laughs> swept into the Republic capital and the kid- one who coughs. kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. Wait, so is Palpatine still a good guy then? As far as they know. He was never okay. yeah, he was never a good guy, but he was masquerading as a good guy well, okay. for that's, a while. So yeah, that, that's that means Count Dooku appeared in two crawls in a row. Oh wow he did. He barely seems worthy of one crawl, let alone well, two like, crawls. I forgot he existed. Talk about like underutilized, you know, actors. Jesus yeah. Christ. Like they had Christopher Lee and they did nothing with him. Right. 
But I did want to talk to you, Becca, because you watched them sort of in order of the prequel trilogy, in a way. Yes. So how did you feel if after war, (laughs) the Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku? It's really funny. Did that have any mythic importance to you growing up? No, not at all. No. Uh, Because none of it really had any importance to me, which I think it's funny talking to you guys and most other Star Wars fans who grew up with it. Because I don't have any part of me that ever thinks this isn't Star Wars or this is what Star Wars is or this is what it isn't mm-hmm. because I didn't have it with me my entire life. Yeah. I just, they were just some movies I watched as a teenager. And then. What would it be for you? What would Star Wars be for I me? I mean, what would be your thing that is like that? That's like in oh, your bones? Oh, God. I'd have to think on that. Okay. Um, Maybe you don't have one if you have to think about it. The movies do mean a lot to me. I feel like if there is ever such a thing, I am a medium level Star Wars fan. I would say she's probably higher than the medium level. I think I think a lot of people that are medium high like to think they're just medium because they're holding <laughs> on to some of that cachet. But if, if I talk to some other assholes that weren't you nice guys, and I mean that is like actual nice guys, not what the internet has made nice guys, no, which a is lot horrible people. Yeah. Well, we but if I talk be... to those guys, would they say I'm a real Star Wars fan if I don't know the names of all the critics? and I give them names like Baloney Face because I don't know what they are. She's talking about Nine Numb. Nine Numb, you mean? Oh, shit! <laughs> See this? Fuck. Poser over here. Uh. Now there's a brand new action figure not yet available in stores. It's Nine Numb. You can get Nine Numb free with five proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. You know, I'm a fan of the movies and I read some of the comics when I was a kid and I've played games here and there and I've I, I've done some of the cartoons, you know, watched a bit of it here and there. But I'm, I'm to some people, I'm sure I am a surface level Star Wars fan because I don't, well, I don't have yeah. all this allegiance to all that expanded universe stuff, yeah. the novels I, well, yeah. and stuff that people say. nowadays who criticize the movies, they say... Like part of what frustrates them is that they feel that they're leaving all these great stories behind my to co-worker, create this new canon. You know, mm-hmm. my coworker Zach, it like knows so much about the expanding universe. Well, like, and so does Chris. And Chris, he's yeah. always talking about like, oh, this character from Clone Wars or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know what any of that is. Yeah, I'm so, not gonna watch it. Yeah. And to <laughs> prelude, when eventually I'm sure we're gonna talk about the Mandalorian, it's why I just didn't care about the Mandalorian because mm-hmm. I'm just like, just because it's another Star Wars thing doesn't mean I have to watch it but then that felt like a slap in the face to jonathan when i said that <laughs> it was we'll get, we'll get into that um but yeah the the expanded universe stuff kind of like grinds my gears a bit because i'm i'm like all right all right that's how i feel about it it's just like okay it feels gatekeeping. read a bunch of it feels yeah. really like, gatekeepery like, or yeah. gatekeepy what, what what should be our adjective there Gatekeep, gatekeepy, I like gatekeepy. Gatekeepy, that works. Um, it feels gatekeepy to say like you don't know what you're talking about if you haven't read these ninety thousand novels. Yeah, like, and I, I can't imagine these new movies if they'd been made under the auspices of adapting that stuff. Can you imagine what like a slog it would have been? It's crazy to think that there was like a time uh, before the prequels, before even like special editions, but like a time where. Three Star Wars movies came out, and then a bunch of time went by, but people loved it so much that like people wrote books, and people wrote comics, and there were video games, and there were all these things that expanded everything, the expanded universe. Yeah. All this shit that happened. It was like, ooh, what happens after Return of the Jedi? Ooh, we're going to write a bunch of books about it. Like, here's Luke training people. Here's Luke having a wife. Uh, here's, like, Emperor Palpatine being clones and stuff like that. Like, all this shit happened, and people had, like, decades of that. And then it's just, it's funny to, like, think of all that stuff, and then... But but it's not, like you're saying, it's not realistic to take all that. Because that shit yeah. contradicted themselves. Yeah. I never read any of it. I know some of it, surface level. But, like, 
some books contradicted other books. People were just writing whatever the fuck they wanted to write. You need to tell us what was your Star Wars, yes. though. We never got that. Oh, your, what was your Star um, Wars growing up? I don't really think it's the same kind of thing after I'm thinking about it, but I, I was thinking Narnia, the Narnia books. You can't name all the background um, droids in Narnia? I can name a lot of things. <laughs> no, but Narnia is good. I, I was like that way with the, Oz when I was a kid. Like, I know the names of characters that I don't even remember what they were anymore. Like There was something called Truffle Hunter. But like, especially when those movies came out, and that was one of the first things where I was like, this isn't fucking correct. Like, this is wrong. <laughs> They're getting it wrong. And because I had such a clear idea in my own mind of mm-hmm. what it was. And then also... And you me- grew up with it. Many, you spent so many years Growing with up with it my entire childhood, reading it over and over and over again for years from childhood to yeah. adulthood. Okay, why? I don't remember because I only read them once. Mm. But I, I loved Prince Caspian. Why did, yes. I, why did I like that one best? Was that one of the better ones? Um, yes, okay. it was really good. Um, I only read them all once, but I remember really liking Caspian. So I'm That's trying to remember two, right? what happens in Caspian. Uh, no. No, I don't think so. It's the third one. I thought, I thought that was Voyage of the Dawn Treader. That's the fourth one. Okay, maybe I'm skipping one. So lot. when you read it, it might have been like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not calling you old. But when you read it, they mu- it might have been like that because at one point uh, they took the last book and they made it the first book because it's a prequel and it's a yeah it's a prequel but uh, it, they wrote it last which sucks so to the read magician's them like that. nephew was that yeah. the last battle the, no now the last battle is the last book the oh. magician's nephew was the last book that was released but then they made it number one in the series it so when I read it Narnia it was number created. one the magician's nephew definitely was later in the series when I was reading them so they must yeah. have that was yeah. in the that was in the dark ages <laughs> when we used to, they yeah. used to hand them to us on stone tablets yeah <laughs> Prince Caspian and Voyage of the Dawn Treader are two of the best ones in my mind because they're they're very like swashbuckling adventures. Yes. They're very adventurous. Um, I think The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is the most boring one. It is even the most though it's one. like the most that's, commonly read that's one. What I say. Yeah. Um, and those books, they're very Harry Potter like. Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't know why. And they're weird. Like, they get yeah. really, They're like, really weird. They get really heavy. They, they get, get, like... super heavy. Pretty creepy as you get on in them. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. into the later books. And, like, um, sad. They get yeah. really, really heavy and, like, sad and, and like... Like, uh... Existential. Yeah, Did you ever do. read C.S. Lewis's uh, sci-fi books, Out of the Silent Planet and Paralandra? No. Those are pretty good, too. Yeah, I've never read those. I And another, just my last point about Narnia, which is not related to anything else we're talking about, I just always feel like I need to bring it up. Yes, he's a very Christian author, and yes, there's a lot of Christian allegory in it, but I feel like that stuff isn't as prevalent as a lot of people think. It's when not. I tell a lot of people that the Narnia books are some of my favorite books, they're like, oh, you must be a super-duper Christian. No, I'm not. There's about as much allegory in those books as there is in The Matrix. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's, C.S. It's Lewis saying, was about as philosophical and intellectual and it, like, about his faith as anybody could have like been, the too. Yeah. allegory really drops off, like, kind of quickly. It does, yeah. like, unless it gets into some, like crazy like book of revelation shit that i don't remember no. because it does those books do get crazy it's but like aslan's jesus and then after that you're just like here's the talking mouse we're on a pirate ship yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we're reaching the end of the universe like what the fuck yeah like, yeah it's not yeah, it's, christianity it's not like you're watching veggie tales or something yeah. you know it it really is about as much parallels to christianity as the matrix is yeah i read them in order of the way you read them now which is magician's nephew first because mm-hmm. it's a the prequel but it's yeah the magician's nephew is like watching narnia be created 
it sucks reading Magician's Nephew and then reading Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Because it's like taking the last book an author wrote and reading it before the first book an author wrote, and you're just like, oh, you got way better. Yeah. <laughs> like, going from Magician's Nephew, which is really entertaining and great and awesome and interesting and, like, just well-written, and then you go into Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, it's, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was really fucking boring. I remember thinking, I love that this is our tangent that we're on, but I remember I thinking <laughs> that Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe had, it had that creepiness to it, though, even in that, because of what happens to Aslan and how rough it is, mm-hmm. and, like, the fact that the kids are in this... They're in this make-believe land, but it felt just more sinister than than I was used to when I was mm-hmm. a kid and I was, you know, oh, watching like, that cartoon. Dangerous. Well, and even if you think about straight-up adaptions like Narnia, which I didn't see many of them. Oh, I only yeah. saw two of them. I think they did three. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I saw the second I two. I saw The Lion, the Wish, and the Wardrobe, and at the time I loved it. I went back and tried to rewatch it, and I did not care for it. But like how was, soon but, after? Like next day, next week, next year? What like was it? Years, years later. Okay, because we it was with me. Yeah. And so like, Prince Caspian came out, and I went to see that in the theater, thinking this is one of my favorite books. But then I just hated the movie. I hated it. Um, and I was walking in there ready to love it, and I just hated it. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm done with these. And then the next movie they did was Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which is my favorite book, and I was. I can't hate watch something the way that mm-hmm. Jonathan can hate watch something. I just can't. So I was like, never. So thinking about Harry Potter, which I did read all those books and I did see all those movies, mm-hmm. and they still leave plenty of shit out. They oh, leave yeah. some stuff out that is straight up baffling. But even still, you just have to be a mature enough person that understands how this shit works to know. Yeah. They're going to leave some shit out. They're going to change some stuff. Not everyone's going to be happy. But it's just the way it has to go. Yeah. And either they made the decision for the benefit of the movie or they made the decision because they didn't think it through properly, whatever. Mm-hmm. You kind of just have to live with it and deal with it exactly. and grow up about it. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see her Hermione's spew campaign. Oh, God. That was... Uh, <laughs> see, I, there is an attempt <laughs> almost to like correct the, the sins <laughs> yeah. of a book sometimes. It's an interesting concept to think that there's different pieces of media that all tie in together perfectly, mm-hmm. but that's also... That's impossible. Yeah. It's it's impossible because there isn't like one hand overseeing all of it. And I know, I, I, is it Star Wars or is it just Marvel where there's like a committee that decides what's canon it, and Star whatever? Wars. Star Wars has Star a Wars. story committee. Yeah. Yeah. Story group. I think with Star Wars, I think they, uh, with, and with like what's well, called New Star Wars, like once Lucasfilm got acquired by Disney and yeah. they started all of this stuff. And the and they you know everything before this is not canon. Everything going forward is canon. We have a story group. Like yeah, I think they started off a little too hard with that stuff. Like what you're saying. Like they started off a little too hard saying like okay, comics and TV shows and cartoons and movies and all of it interconnects. And you're only going to know the whole story if you consume all of it. And then after a few years, with everyone saying like no, like. Please, yeah. no. I don't like, want all of it. I, I, I don't want every don't medium want... it could be on. Yeah. I just want some of it. it and yeah, it you should be able to have now. some of it and not feel like you're missing something. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have all of it, then it, you know maybe it's adding flavor to go from one thing to the other. It feels like that now. I feel like now it feels like, oh yeah, you don't have to fucking read every single thing. Like You can just watch the movie and like it'll still make sense. Whereas like with, I remember with Force Awakens, there's that moment where C-3PO is like, 
you might not have recognized me because of my red arm. There yeah. was a literal comic book yeah. that came out that explained why he had a red arm. And I feel like that's like the perfect example of just them going like, everything is connected and there has to be an explanation for everything. To me, that felt like C-3PO being a goofball, being like, aren't you interested to see how I got a red arm? And that Han Solo's like, I literally don't give a shit how yeah. you got a red arm. That that's the joke. But I do think, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, but there was a comic, yes, that purported to explain what yeah. happened to his arm. Yeah. Like, if you read that story about how he got his red arm, then, oh, you've got this extra context in your mind and you've got a little something extra on everybody else. But if you didn't read it like I didn't and I don't think any of us nope. did, then it's just a funny joke in the movie that still works as its own joke right. without having to know why he got the fucking arm. Mm-hmm. It just was funny that he said that. And so it's a very odd person then who is troubled by the existence of the comic book that they're never going to read if they enjoy the movie. You know, yeah. I yeah. do think there's a lot of resentment on people's on people's behalf towards the idea that they're supposed to do homework. And I think yeah. that that's yes. something that Star Wars has never really asked you to do. Yeah. But I think the suggestion is that it's out there and therefore especially because there are some nerds that will say, you would know more about that if you read this, you know? Yeah, oh, but, yeah. and it's things that I'm like, I don't need to know more. Yeah. And I, our friend Chris reads a lot of that stuff, That's and he'll, he'll tell say. us about a lot of that stuff, but I'm like, mm-hmm. well, or I don't remember exactly what it was. Like, oh, you learn all about this thingy or whatever, and I was like, I don't really feel like I need to know about it. Yeah. I just don't feel like I need it in my life, yeah. so I'm good with what I've got. Anybody have anything they want to say about the prequels? Last now would be the time to say Okay, yes. last thoughts on prequels. Because that's what we've been talking about up till now. <laughs> My favorite moment in, we the, did this badly, in the entire prequel trilogy is when Anakin Skywalker, as a child, leaves C-3PO. And he's, first of all, just the idea that he built C-3PO is so insane. To so asinine. With. Doesn't add anything. <laughs> it, just, it means nothing. But then just the fact that he builds, half builds a robot, and then he's like, hey, 3PO, I'm going to leave. I'll try and make sure mom doesn't sell you. Bye. And leaves. And it's just like... <laughs> It's just so shitty for him to do that. <laughs> it's just an amazing, horrible moment in the movie. Yes. And the other thing I was going to say about the prequels is that, so uh, before Rise of Skywalker came out, I got it in my head that I was going to just like watch all the movies in order before the new one, yeah. like just to do it. Story like, order or release story, order? Story okay. order. So story order, and then also, and that includes Rogue One and yes, Solo, and Solo. Okay, or Solo and Rogue One, I guess. So, um, and and then another thing was I got the um, I fulfilled one of my uh, uh, bucket list items, and I got the gigantic Lego Millennium Falcon set, mm-hmm. set which took a couple weeks for me to build. I just like worked on it here and there, and so while I was building it, I thought, oh, a thing I can put in the background is Star Wars, especially if I'm going to start at Phantom Menace mm-hmm. and I need to pay attention while yeah. I'm building a gigantic Lego set. So I, so I, I watched those three prequel movies while I was like building this Lego thing, and I wasn't paying a ton of attention, but just here's the thing: after watching them recently, all three of them. And what I don't buy about people's criticisms of the new movies is that those prequels are so bad. They're so, like, they're just, they're, and not even as a Star Wars fan, like, they're really, 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 really bad movies. Mm -hmm. The plot, like, it's bad plotting, it's bad story writing, it's bad characterization, it's just, like, bad everything. Like, everything about them is bad. They're really boring, they're super long, the CGI is horrifying like they, it gets worse well, it was Some... pushing what could be done at the time 
And it gets worse. And so, granted, that's going to age really badly, you know, because each one was trying to do the most they could do at the time with like and I still stand a by digital me. face replacement. Oh god, uh, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. Ugh. And I still stand by what I say uh, with when people are like, "Oh, Revenge of the Sith is like the best of the prequels." I don't, I don't agree. I think Phantom Menace is the best of the prequels because I honestly think Phantom Menace is the most watchable movie of the three movies. It's the shortest one, and it's the most resembling and I love how short it is movie it's so sh- it's favorite part so much shorter <laughs> and like they like at least there's like props like at least like when they pick something up it's a thing that they're oh no there, were, there was more physical stuff going on with that movie as yeah. far as sets and locations like, and it's shot on film there's just various of, things that make it feel more once you get to revenge of Sith, i'm just like i'm watching a boring video game like yeah. it's really it's really boring it's not visually engaging at all everything about it is like a bummer to watch and to see and so that like going into rise of skywalker i was texting my brother and he was just being kind of like man i don't really know about the new movie like meh kind of um and i just said like and i i, I said you'll never feel the way you did watching the original trilogy ever again in your entire life <laughs> and nothing you gonna... just wanted to break his heart <laughs> yeah but I want to be realistic. I'm like, you're never, you're never going to feel the same way you felt watching the original trilogy for the first time ever again. That's a fact. Also, it can never get worse than the prequels. Like, it can't. Like, I don't care what anyone says about the new movies. The prequels are are such badly made films. They're so hard to watch. Not even as a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Just like, if I was just to watch it as a sci-fi movie, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? The Revenge of the Sith... When it starts off, it starts with this gigantic battle, and it's like a 30-minute long scene of them, like, rescuing Palpatine and killing Dooku, and, like, it's totally inconsistent from, like, literally minute to minute. Yeah. And, and like, as just watching it as a, as a person who makes stuff for people to watch, I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> like, <laughs> these characters barely have any chemistry no one knows what movie they're in no. no one knows what's happening in each scene it keeps cutting back and forth between like this heavy shit with like palpatine and then like r2 just go like boop 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 and like <laughs> like setting droids on fire like a three stooges bit and yeah. like none of it and makes... r2 reveals like he's got he can shoot grease out he's yeah. got jetpacks he's just, like yeah he's uh, he do, uh, within like... the first 30 minutes i've just been like assaulted with stuff that makes no sense mm-hmm. from any point of view let alone like just being a star wars fan i'm like no one like i no one has any ground to stand on in my opinion of like this is a good movie and this is the best of the prequels like fuck you this is a bad movie it's bad everything about it's bad and everyone who likes it should feel bad anyway it's all i have to say about the prequels (laughs) (laughs) becca anything else about? i have nothing to say (laughs) i remember being in the movie theater lobby Eating Dippin' Dots, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they still make, but I used to eat a lot of them. Probably playing, City. playing some arcade games. I had fun at the movies, not in the movie theater, right. but in the generally at lobby the movies, of yeah. the movie theater. I had fun. Yeah. Good. And that was our first meeting of Star Wars Support Group. I uh, think you'll agree we covered the Star Wars prequels in exquisite exacting detail. There's nothing left to say about them at all. So I'll see you next time.